Escape to Summer with Victoria's Secret's just-arrived collection of swim and other sun-ready silhouettes. Pack your bags with new styles from the Very Sexy Collection, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy push-up bra in on-trend hues like green, citron, and black shine. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. Plus, mix and match with their wide range of bikini tops and bottoms to find your dream suit. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24 seven. Ooh. Yeah, but look at you. Yeah, right. But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring, well, The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. Two Teas in a Pod with Teddy Mellencamp and Tamara Judge. Guys, welcome to another episode of Two Teas in a Pod in a Seat with myself, Teddy Mellencamp, and Cynthia Bailey. How's it going? I saw you all over the place. You went to the iHeartRadio Festival with Seagram's. Tell me about it. Oh, it was so much fun. I was there in Vegas at the iHeartRadio Music Festival launching my second flavor with Seagram's Escapes. It's called the Berry Mimosa. My first one was the Peach Bellini, which you guys got to see me like totally bring to life on the Real Housewives of Atlanta. Well, congratulations. And I was low-key stalking my celebrity crush, who was there as well. Um, don't you worry. I The amount of people <laughs> that tagged me in the DMs that he was performing mm-hmm. and saying, just want to make sure Cynthia's there. <laughs> oh, I was there. And I ran into him backstage. But he was like, but you know, I mean, you couldn't get to him. You know what I mean? Like I was like, But do you think he saw you from afar? I mean, you can't miss these cheekbones, girl, but I'm <laughs> saying 
You but, did you or, do this? No, I did. See, it's very tricky. This whole celebrity crush thing is very delicate, Teddy. You can't just fool, especially after you meet them, because normally you never meet them. You know, well, I mean? especially after they ask for your number and they don't call. I know, but you know what? I have a theory about that. So I was at, when I was in New York for Fashion Week, I went to the US Open with one of my good friends and he knows him. And I was telling him the story and he was like, well, maybe he doesn't have the right number. Maybe you don't have the right number. And I was like, well, wait, do you have his number? And he had his number and it was a different number. So I have, a, but I was like, well, when was the last time you talked to him? He was like, oh, it's been a while. And I was like, well, I think I may have the more current number, but that would explain why he never responded in the group text. Well, hold on. Let's take it back a notch because someone didn't give Miss <laughs> Teddy the full story first time around. Uh -oh. I, I didn't know it was a group text. Hold on, let me see. I think my ring light is doing something different. Oh, yeah, yeah. Quit dodging shit. <laughs> hold on. What Not group good. text? No. Okay. It all started like, okay, we were all at the party and then yes. we had the balls to ask for a photo after like 20 hours. Right. Right. You get the picture, which I still hasn't, I haven't posted and I don't know why I just won't post it. But anyway, that's all. I'm Will gonna... you show it to us right here? Yeah. Hold on. Let's see. It. Let me pull up Lenny. <laughs> Lynn. My buddy, Lynn. Oh God. Oh my God. I heard the picture. Jesus. No. <laughs> Oh, okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. Be cool. Don't be all uncool. I'm trying. Oh, okay, here we go. Can you guess? Oh. I thought that was your hand on his bow tie or hair, or I can't really tell it. No, exactly. that's his hand. I wish it was my hand. <laughs> um, it must have been love. But it's over now. Anyway, I don't know what's going on, but I didn't say anything to him. And I just let the man live in peace. And now I'm just, we're still- But who all is on the text? Oh, it was just him and Melanie, uh, Mick Jagger's fiance. Did Melanie respond? No, Melanie was like, hey, I'm connecting you guys on the text. Oh, okay. So this is then, the real- So, yeah. So then I said, hi, nice to meet you. And then nothing. Okay, so that's, this is, all right, now it's all coming full circle, but maybe <laughs> he's worried that you didn't want to hear from him. I doubt he listens to two teas in a pot. Well, I mean, I have made it known on various major media outlets that this man is and has been my celebrity crush for a while. It's kind of common knowledge. Like he would, I know he lives in like Paris, but I don't I know. I don't think he's one to like follow. Well, you know, he's six. Well, maybe not. You know, I feel like he's actually not like, I feel like he's kind of in his own thing. And I don't know. I don't know. We're just at a standstill, but I'm patient. So it's okay. Okay. All right. Well, we're throwing Happy it out there. <laughs> maybe we need to get Melanie to send another text. Like, did y'all ever chat? Saw you both were at yeah. iHeart. I texted her and told her, I was like, oh my God, guess who's here in Vegas? And I was like, you know who? And she was like, oh my God, yay, it's meant to be. And then nothing happened. <laughs> um, I heart producers, what couldn't you put them on the same stage to like do an announcement, something? Yeah. And I was a presenter. I I um um presented um uh, 30 seconds to Mars and and the a perfect universe, they would have let me introduce him. And then that would have been our connection. 
well, this is a lost opportunity. One that if I was on the horn, if somebody would have let me know that this could have been a potential, we would have made it happen. That would have been gold. And then I, I'm just envisioning it now, him doing the look back, realizing it's your voice, and then running to you like dirty dancing, and then him holding you up. Like, seriously, seriously. So many missed. I mean, between that and then, like, I just watched the recent Watch What Happens Live where um, Andy is clearly trying to set up Bren and Tyler Cameron, which is he's from The Bachelor and she's from Real Housewives of New York. And, like, already all the sexual chemistry and, like, he's high-fiving. Like, that could have been me with you and Lenny, but then I had to go get (laughs) surgery and not be able to go to the iHeart Festival. So it's actually my fault. Well, I don't want to blame you, but I would, I do want to know how did the surgery go? It went pretty good. It's looking pretty good. I don't know if you can. Oh yeah. I don't know if you can see it. I can see it. Okay. So it's, it's pretty good. Um, you know, I feel like it every single time it shocks me because this time I was like, I'm going to do it awake. I'm going to do it awake. I'll be fine. And then I forget that when they go to numb me, because mm-hmm. they have to numb so deep when you're awake mm-hmm. that then I cry and I'm like, <laughs> but then, then it doesn't hurt. You know, then it's fine. It's just the, like the intensity of the needles. But yeah. then I'm like, can I listen to a podcast while you're doing this? And he's like, sure. I'm listening to this podcast called exposed, which is all about this like gynecologist in Col- from Columbia university who was, uh, it's like a crime podcast. And in the middle of the surgery, the doctor looks at me and he goes, we may need to look into the kind of things that you're listening to for relaxation. No, you have to text me all the information. I have to watch it. It sounds like right up my alley. It is insane. Over 50 patients. Allegedly, he would go to give them their pap smears and then lick their V. Oh, wait, were they awake? Yes. So what did he have like a sheet cover? They didn't yes. Okay. Like I, I don't mean, it, this is all legend. It's, it's but the podcast exposed. I know we're not supposed to send it. Okay, back to Real Housewives. <laughs> Anywho, <laughs> essentially these are the types of things I do to relax myself during surgery. But anyway, I'm good. Was able to have a great Thank weekend God. with the kids, hey. um, but was grateful that um, I didn't have to travel to Vegas because that would have been a whole thing. But I always am sad to miss the iHeartRadio Festival because it is so much fun. I've gone every year. I had a blast. Um, but I'm glad you held down the fort. And I had like so many people come to my Seagram's Escape booth and they were like, oh my God, we love you. I'm like, two T's in a pod. And I was like, you guys have a huge fan base. Like they're like coming out of everywhere. <laughs> well, by the way, it's not you guys at this point. You are a part of us. I know. I just, you know, I always like, you know, consider myself just a fill in, but I'm starting to feel like family because like I have a legitimate amount of followers now from just from this podcast. It's crazy. Yeah. And I mean, we're almost to the reunion. We're at the finale right now. But before I had two other questions, um, I you were at a party for Sutton this week. It was her birthday. I missed it. I was in Vegas, but I did end up meeting her at this gay bar in West Hollywood called Smitty's. So we oh, nice. Cause I was going to try to figure out the intel of which other real housewives of Beverly Hills was there. I think I saw it was just. Garcelle and Crystal. Um, they took her to lunch. Yeah. 
at the Ivy. I do know that because I was in Vegas and I missed that. You got invited to that? Uh, yes. From Sunday. <laughs> well, I was told about it. I don't know if I was officially invited, but she was like, oh, Grisella and Grisella are doing a lunch for me at the Ivy. And uh, what's the actress name? Her good friend? Uh, Jennifer Tilly. Jennifer Tilly, yeah. She's fu- so funny. Yeah. Uh, well, yesterday when I was at Cruz's football game, I saw this like super ass fast kid like running down the vo- the football field. And I'm like, I bet that's Marcellus' son. Was I it? Just, because I could also see it's so I'm so blind. I just saw a very tall man coach <laughs> and the fastest kid ever running with the ball. And I'm like, put okay, <laughs> please, God, don't let this be the team that Cruz is playing today. And then I'm walking by and I hear like another mom like, it's good. and I'm like, oh, that's her. So <laughs> I saw Anne-Marie yesterday. Um, our kids don't play each other till the 15th. So Cruz has got some time to take some growth <laughs> hormone work out. <laughs> work out. But sure. what did, what did you think of her when you were filming? I like her. I like, like her. I like her a lot, actually. Yeah. We follow each other. She's super cool. I just ran into her at an event out here about a month ago and, uh, she's cool. She just jumped right on in there, you know? Yeah. So- you could made it you know she just j- hopped right off the log <laughs> into the fire so I think yeah, that's she, perfect for like you know a platform like this yeah she seems very comfortable and like what she's saying and her beliefs and she's strong-minded and strong-willed and yeah and she's nice like after I saw her yesterday mm-hmm. she sent a follow-up text like just checking in to see how your son did in his game because his game was right after oh, and yeah. you know like that's like good people Yeah, I've only gotten good vibes from her. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. 
It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. It's time to hear her side of the story. Joe and Serena sit down for an intimate conversation with Maria Georges on Bachelor Happy Hour. I have to ask, I heard a rumor that you were dating at one point one of Drake's best friends. Oh, Lord, have mercy on me. Listen to Bachelor Happy Hour on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Bachelor Happy Hour. Listen now everywhere you listen to podcasts and don't miss part two Monday night. So that leads us to the only place left, the Real Housewives of Orange County. I was this episode wore me out. It wore well. I'm thank God it's re- the finale because I was ag- exhausted after uh, this. I mean, I mean, kudos to first of all. I thought like I love the theme for the finale. I thought it oh, was, so good. It was so good. Like Gina killed it. Like for the finale, I just hated the ending. But we'll get to that because I yeah. feel like it just was, you know, no closure. Yeah. Just. No like closure. A, more episodes to like wrap it up, but it's wrapped. And you can just feel like between so many of them, like the vitriol, like mm-hmm. they're so mad at each other and they're like trying to like Gina, I think said it best when she's like, you know, when you have to take your holiday pictures and the mom is like yelling at all her kids, like, exactly. <laughs> like that is exactly that moment. And like, Yet, like 20 years later, you'll look at the picture and you'll be like, that was such a beautiful day, but really it was terrible. Your like, kids are crying because you're making them wear something they don't want to wear, you're brushing their hair, like all of it. The husband's late, like all of it. I'm just envisioning the pain. But we yeah. start off the episode, um, <laughs> which at Shannon's chiropractor, I'm curious, why does it look like Shannon's chiropractor works from inside of a flea, indoor flea market. Because was that hopscotch on the floor? Oh, I didn't even catch that, was it? <laughs> I, I was like, what is happening here? Um, and then Heather talks with Terry about how the alpha girls are now speaking to Gina and Emily. And the mm-hmm. head cheerleader, Tamara, is giving Gina and Emily attention. Do you agree that Gina and Emily are treating Heather differently since Tamara has been seen back? See, I need you to take the lead on that one because I didn't watch last season. So I don't know what the back history is with what their relationship was like when Tamara was off the show. Well, no one had a relationship with Tamara when Tamara was off the show. They all kind of shunned her. So the second that she was fired, everyone was just like, even her best friend, Shannon. So it wasn't like how Atlanta's been to you or Beverly Hills was to me. We're like, we're still on a group chat. We're all friends. Like just no one talked to Tamara. Um, But I think the thing that is really resonating with me is Heather said that she called Noella and Dr. Jen, the losers Mm -hmm. Um, and not, it wasn't about Gina and Emily, Mm -hmm. but Dr. Jen was also Heather's friend. So like there's a DM 
that was posted and it's so I don't know who actually did it because it's like cropped out on my thing but it says hi Jen I can show you a clip of this newest episode of Real Housewives of Orange County when she brought up your name and Noella by referring to you guys as the losers Jen the, and by Jen this means Dr. Jen not yeah. Jen yeah, Pedrangi Dr. Jen she was on one season well, that's really hurtful. I don't like that. I thought we were friends. I would never say something like that about her. Makes me cry. I'm not a loser and I'm very kind, successful person. And that just reflects poorly on her, but it's still hurtful. The person, I don't know who it is, says, yeah, I was shocked too when I watched it because I thought you two are friends. I'm sorry that she would flip the switch and say something like that after you left the show. Dr. Jen responds, I thought so too. You never know who people really are. And I think that is ultimately the actual problem with Heather on the show. It's not when and if she said somebody was a loser. It's not when and if she follows people on Instagram that's on her cast. It's that what I'm feeling when I watch the show is I am doing this because I'm being paid to be on a television show. And none of you really mean shit to me. I'm going to produce myself to be the best I possibly can be. But at the end of the day, I'm not really doing anything wrong. Mm -hmm. That's visibly seen on television, but I'm not really doing anything right. Like I'm not being your best friend. I'm not trying to get to know you in a stronger capacity. I am doing TV. And to me, that's what I dislike seeing the very most. Mm -hmm. I would I would have to agree with you just from watching it this season that Heather definitely just it just definitely comes off like like you said like she's just showing clocking in <laughs> clocking in and clocking out you know I don't uh, I would just love to see her just I don't know just actually you know mingling and just having real connection with the other ladies it just kind of feels like a little forced or even a little guarded this is just me watching it this season that's what I'm getting I just kind of feel like she's always on Heather Island a little bit so and I think that the problem is it's not I would understand that if this was her first season how many seasons have you been on it I mean she was on for a long time then she took a break and then she came back on break did she take I don't like know, four, three or four years or something, oh, maybe wow. more. Yeah, I mean, it was, don't yeah. quote me, guys, don't come at me, but she okay. was she on for a, a good amount of time, then took a break, then came back. Like, you know yeah. what you're coming into. Like, I think if you watch any season, oftentimes their first season, you see somebody that's a little guarded and not 100% comfortable, but then you should see more of a flow and more of real relationships. Yeah. But if you think that you're better than everybody else, well, here's the thing. Like, why is she even doing it? Like, she's rich. She doesn't need the money. Like, I did it for the money. <laughs> just gonna be straight up. Yeah. I did it for the platform and the money. Like, I needed everything that it could offer me. But if I was a Heather DeBrow, don't know if it would. I mean, is it like just a fame thing? Like, was she known? But she was an actress before, so I don't know. It just kind of feels. But like this kind of fame is very different than like being on a sitcom a certain amount of years ago. It just it. It levels you in a completely different way. But what almost seems like to me is, yes, it's leveling her to, you know, for to be known more mainstream. 
Like she's above what it's offering. Like right. it's like, uh, this is one side of me, but it is, you know. That being said, I do like watching her. I just wish that she could like get down and dirty with everybody a little bit. Yeah, I think and that's what's missing because I, I enjoy her lifestyle too. Like I love, like it's very inspirational to like see like that kind of wealth. Like it's like, I can't relate to the stuff that they talk about because it's like a different level of wealthy. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it yeah. is inspirational, but I do feel like, you know, I kind of want to just like get to know Heather a little bit yeah. more. I want her to like, you know, get in there with the girls a little bit more and just, I don't know, like, it's like something, it's like a disconnect. like something. But I also don't know if all the girl, she really feels like all the girls are so jealous of her that she can't. But I think oftentimes when you think somebody's jealous of you, then you put up this like front mm -hmm. that then makes them dislike you or act jealous of you just because they're annoyed. Like I have no problem, like, the majority of my Beverly Hills friends have more money than me. Mm -hmm. Ever mm -hmm. do I feel jealous? Mine, no. <laughs> All of mine do. Yeah. Like, I do I feel jealous? No. Do I feel inspired? Yes. But like, I want them to win. They want me to win. And like, it forces me to want to elevate my game. Yeah. That's how I feel. That's, I love being around rich people. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I'm like, like hey, goals you are goals like I'm trying to get there and again you are inspiration but going back to like like Heather like seriously if I was the richest one on my cast I would be so nice to everybody because I'm like rich already and I don't even really have to be here I would just be like hey what are we doing when I tell you I would be the nicest person to get along with because what do I care I don't even have to do it you know be drunk have fun like what? Like, I would be the favorite. Like, I just would be rich and happy to film. You know what? Let's pray. Praise be. <laughs> um, then we go to see Tamra going to be featured as the cover of the Women of the Year on Amare magazine. Tamra gets emotional since she never thought she would be honored. She says it's been tough since she did not go to college, but now is a successful businesswoman. Um, do you like when the show focuses on moments like this? Love it. Absolutely. Yeah. This was really a great moment and I'm really glad they shared it. I think it's important, you know, with the cast, if they're going to, if they're going to show all the crazy drama stuff to like have balance and show like some of the really great things that they're doing as well. So I thought that was a great moment for Tam. I related. I also did not go to college and I am a businesswoman and I figured it out. And I love that, you know, I feel like a lot of people could relate to that moment because everybody didn't, you know, go to college so yeah I didn't go to college either and uh -uh. I moved out here when I was 17 so I related to that also when mm -hmm. she said I had a baby at 18 yeah and then I thought it was an even softer side when Tamara said you know I thought when I opened cut fitness because I was on the show you know she didn't really say because I'm on the show but like in her mind you know that's what she, what she was thinking yeah. with the show's platform I opened cut fitness the money was going to come pouring in but then she showed vulnerability and said, but then it didn't. Yeah. And it takes a up. lot to admit when yeah. there's a failure. Absolutely. And that's, and, what, that's the real stuff. That's yeah. what we love. That's what we want to see from Heather. We want to see that vulnerability. Yeah. Um, so I appreciated that. Um, 
I do want to, I, you know, I realized that Tamara is on Traders right now, which when that was released, I was like, mm-hmm. thought it was a vacation. Oh, um, I did read that. Yes. Yeah. Um, but when Tamara sells Venus CBD, I better get a lifetime of free lights out sent to my house prior to the sale, or it needs to be written into the addendum contract because <laughs> I've never had a better night's sleep in my life. Um, and also, I mean, maybe I should start getting paid for ads. I just, um, but yeah, I did appreciate that moment. You can feel it. And you know, whenever you, I hope that your next sex line is success- as successful as Venus CBD. <laughs> um, okay. Well, she can sign me up when she starts that sex line. Yeah, I get it. it. You know, I always like to update the toys. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then Jen tells Ryan that she needs to know for a fact there's nothing else going on. Ryan says he slept with that woman that Tamara brought up, but it was only one night and he has not spoken to her in a year. Ryan tells Jen that she talks about moving forward, but always hitches her wagon to Tamara, who pulls her in reverse. At this point, does it even matter if we believe Ryan or not? Do we even believe that Jen believes Ryan? Okay. I just choose to believe that if Ryan Ryan is this big playboy and just wants to like be with all these different women in Orange County, okay, I don't even know why he would even seek out Jen. Like, just go be free and buy, you know, your very interesting jackets and just live your best life. Like, you know, um, I can't give you one reason. Fame. Oh, the show. Okay. All right. Well, okay. Yeah, there's that. But all right. But Jen just got on the show, right? This is the first season, right? Yeah. But they just got serious. Okay. Well, I don't know. Well, I didn't think about that. So, but I mean, at this point, honestly, Ryan could have cheated with Oprah and I don't care. Yeah. Well, that's like true. It, I, I really don't care. I think, I think she really wants, to, and I, and I do like Jen and you see a real soft side to her. Well, I, I want to see her soft side. <laughs> yeah. I've never seen the hard side. <laughs> but like, I want to believe for her that he is going to be kind. And I think Tamara says it at the end. Like, she's like, listen, if you're happy, I'm happy. I well, think, finally. <laughs> yeah. But I think Tamara is, and this isn't to say that, you know, Tamara's shit stirring is always warranted or needed or like, we got it. Like, we got it, Tam. We don't right. need you to double down on it. But I do know that something that really sets Tamara off is in when people can't see the truth. Yeah. Like, she really can't let it go. No, no, no. Seriously. Obviously. <laughs> yeah. Like, the, even in our day-to-day life, even, like, we'll talk about something random. And she's like, no, but it happened like this. And I'm like, well, I see it like this. And she's like, no, right. it happened like this. That, 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 like, and she'll remember. Right. And it's it's any time there's, like, an injustice to what the truth is or the way right. that she saw the truth. And I can be very similar, like, and my know-it-all personality that I, I do get it. That being said, when it comes to a man cheating on you, you can only give out so much information and then you have to go like, and I think Tamara's given all, I think the teacup is empty and the tea. I think she's said everything that she knows. And I think it's completely up to Jen to decide 
Jen's grown self to decide how she wants to move forward with this man, with everything that she knows, whatever she's feeling on her own, it's her cross to bear and it's her life. And it just is what it is. And I am a hundred percent with you. I kind of, I'm like past it. Like just, I'm interested to see how it's all going to play out, but I'm not as invested. And honestly, I think Ron is fun. Like I like watching him. At least he can make fun of him. Like he's the most fun of the group. He doesn't take himself that seriously. And he can well, he can't for Pete's sakes in that splatter jacket. <laughs> um, what like about him on a shirt and stuff? Like he always just is like he's like just gives us stuff to like you know just yeah he he knows he's he's throwing a soft another softball. Yeah. Um, then the Shannon and John Jenner scene just hits extra uncomfortably after last week's news. One John, just take a bite of the fucking broad salad. Oh my like, God, that drove me crazy. I just wanted him to just taste it. Just, just bite. Just, just because. Just like a little baby. Just be, just show her a touch of kindness. Just a baby little amount of kindness. He did not want any parts of that salad. <laughs> he didn't want any <laughs> of the peach, none of the burrata. He didn't even, and then when she took accidentally took too big of a bite, he looked disgusted about it. It was a big bite. Uh, it was a big bite. <laughs> I was like, damn, I actually want that salad. I want to drive my ass to Orange County and get that salad because the way she shoveled that first bite in, I was like, now that looks like a good salad. That looks like a delicious salad. It did look like a good margarita too, I've got to say. <laughs> oh, it looked I, like a great margarita. All things, I, we got to figure out where that restaurant is, but um. Uh, you just ugh, all the writing on the wall is all there but then here's the thing too teddy it's like it hits differently like even if you weren't filming it's like okay you don't want salad but if you're filming just throw me a bone and take a bite so i just don't look like we just can't even split a salad <laughs> give me that <laughs> for the love of god just take a bite and spit it out in a napkin i don't care just something <laughs> just or just say oh my gosh you forgot i don't like burrata like just i'm, say, allergic. I'm allergic to salad anything so with anything like, oh, just don't have that look of freaking stank face <laughs> disgust while i'm eating face just don't and then be like oh i think now that we're empty nesters we're gonna enjoy this these fun times together i was like if these fun times are anything like this dinner, <laughs> fuck my life. Like, <laughs> Listen, hopefully they won't be making salads together. That's for sure. No. <laughs> you know, you I wonder if it's the lettuce that pissed him off or what? I don't know. Well, one thing about John is he will stand in his moment. Like if he doesn't want to do something like she was like, and I think we're going to get to that. She kept telling him to put his hat on. <laughs> he wouldn't put the hat no. on. <laughs> he reminds me of my son, but my son is eight. Like, why are you so freaking stubborn? I don't want to take a bite of that salad and I don't want to wear this hat. And then he even put the hat in the damn picture. I'm like, (laughs) and then she's like, now you have the hat messing up my hair? Fuck. Um, I love it. My next question is, you know how we get our emails at the beginning of the day, like our call sheet on what Mm -hmm. we're going to do when we're filming? Do you think that on Jen's, it said like, Jen is going to test an at-home colonic at Shannon's house? (laughs) (laughs) that was amazing like i'm trying i kept trying to think did i ever do a colonic on on atlanta i feel like i did everything after 11 years i am sorry 
a colonic at a professional colonic location <laughs> and a colonic with the door open at Shannon's house when she's lubed the freaking toilet cover with her bare fingers. I know. She didn't even have gloves on. And she put a lot uh, of gloves on there too, which I appreciate it. But I just felt like there was a certain amount of like, um, I don't know, I'm not saying she should be a doctor or anything about it, but I feel like there's a certain amount of protocol or something when you actually administer this to someone. Yeah, she's like, how much hot water do you take? You got it? Oh, you already pooped. But then I was like, at the end of all this shit storm, you don't even give me the satisfaction of showing me anything in the bag. Well, I love Jen for being a good sport. Like if she didn't do anything else this season, she sat her ass on that toilet and she did the colonic, which I was a little skeptical because I was like, I, don't, I feel like Shannon may have left something out. I felt like it could have went wrong, but I'm a colonic. I do colonics a lot. So I was like, okay, this could be a good thing. And personally, well, if I was on the show, I would have signed up for the colonic. I love a good colonic. Well, listen, she must have had to shit really bad. <laughs> like get it out. Like- Get it out. But I can like imagine like because it's the same crew as Beverly Hills. Like I could just imagine like Pablo's face like. <laughs> I know. Don't make me hear the shit. Oh my God. And see, that's the thing too, because like we know like with filming, like even if we do it like to actually, I feel like just like my poop would know I was on camera. And even with the colonic, it would just resist coming out because you know, it's going to make a noise. You know, it's going to be a lot. And it's just a lot to share yeah. that's like if oversharing was a person like well, to get colonic like that on tv one time i accidentally tooted mm. oh, like TV just on the show on the show like i was just walking and like somebody made me laugh and i tooted was it loud i mean like, it was loud you it? or you knew you did it but nobody i knew, knew i did well i none of the other women knew but then I just looked around at like sound to like see if they knew. So then I kept trying to mimic what that sound is like with my foot. Right. So you could be like, oh, yeah. Oh, I'm done. That's a good trick. Well, wait a minute. They, what, was it so was it they couldn't smell anything like that? It wasn't no, like, it was just like a little. Odorless. Most of the times my silence are the silent ones are deadly. If they make a noise, it's just like. That's not always true. For me, it's true. Always. OK, well, that's an individual thing because that's I've. You know, you've had some stankers that are, are loud. Well, either loud, way, I've, loud and quiet. <laughs> so I'm just trying to bonk my foot, trying to make any other noise. And then, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. 
What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. It's time to hear her side of the story. Joe and Serena sit down for an intimate conversation with Maria Georges on Bachelor Happy Hour. I have to ask, I heard a rumor that you were dating at one point one of Drake's best friends. Oh, Lord, have mercy on me. Listen to Bachelor Happy Hour on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Bachelor Happy Hour. Listen now everywhere you listen to podcasts and don't miss part two Monday night. Uh, I guess it isn't a twats episode unless we talk about bodily function. So thank you guys for playing along. Uh, We should take a poll. Um, for anyone listening, are you somebody comfortable talking about bodily functions or would you rather never hear about it? Because I have a friend who is married, who's been married over 20 years, who has never gone to the bathroom in front of her husband. Like never even alerted even number one or two, like, well, like never made like the announcement. He's never heard it. Nothing. Right. Like Edwin and I pretty much have a pre-party. Like I'm like, guess what time it is? And he's like, you get to go. Dang it. Mine's not ready. Like it's a full show. I love it. But you know, there's a toilet I just saw on Instagram that have you seen that couple's toilet? It's like two toilets and you guys can probably find this. I'm not even kidding. Like one is facing one way and one's facing the other way. And you can go to potty together. Like best <laughs> have to show that because I was like looking at that and I actually had to think about it. I was like, when I do get, you know, find my person, could, could we do this together? Or do we <laughs> I, that private? Like, I don't know. I don't like the so. problem with this is what that potty would do was give my kids full license to come in <laughs> And potty with me any moment that I want to break. Because sometimes I take, I'm going number one, but I say I'm going number two so that That's I get a little break. extra time. But they don't <laughs> care. There's not even a lock on my bathroom door because they break into that shit. Um, but anyhow, then we get to the conversation where Heather and Gina meet up. Heather tells Gina that she's so quick to believe anything Tamara says. Heather says she wants to explain the loser comment to Gina and pulls up a Two teas in a pod episode. Listen, yeah. guys, where's my freaking orange at this point? <laughs> I really like I I've been in this season more than Vicky Gumbelson. 
<laughs> but we just haven't seen my face. <laughs> you at least are allowed a glass of orange juice at this point. If you can't have an orange. <laughs> I'm so excited. Every time you pop up, I just think it's the funniest thing. Um, I mean, I did um I did win the poll. I mean, I hate to toot my own horn, but there was a poll. Would you rather have Vicky Gumbelson or Teddy Mellencamp on? I'm not one to win polls. So when I do, <laughs> you gotta like flex. <laughs> I won. It said me. And I'm like, listen, they didn't even have to see my annoying ass face to win that poll. Hilarious. Hilarious. <laughs> Would you ever do Orange County? I mean, I have a house there. I I, I mean, you doing Orange County. I think it's actually more your cup of tea, to be honest, because it's more like, you know, they're always like doing outdoor stuff, their own boats and you ride horses. I feel like all of that's happening. They now. take themselves a little less seriously, which I would enjoy. Um, but shit. I do about anything for money <laughs> and to be able to talk shit. I love, I mean, I love talking shit. I love making money. So, you know, we'll see, but anywho, uh, the podcast goes as follows. Tamara, what, what did I do? Teddy Shannon, what did she do? Oh my God. Tamara to who Teddy, your entire cast, Teddy. She loudly yells at me. She's like, you know what? We got to go. I don't want to hang out with these losers. Um, later in the episode, they play the full exchange, which is where Tamara says, obviously, this was an inside joke. They play it out so it makes it seem like Tamara was calling them losers and it wasn't the joke between Heather, which that congratulations to the editors. They really played out the podcast to <laughs> seem longer than I think the 11 minutes it actually was <laughs> that we filmed at BravoCon. But yeah, same thing as I said last week stands true today we always knew it was her mocking what heather said and uh heather just played a little heather heather was smart she just played a little antsy bit of the podcast <laughs> you gotta listen to, i mean i know it's hard but you gotta listen to the whole thing if you want to get all the juice exactly speaking from uh mrs orange juice herself you gotta listen to the full <laughs> squeeze um but in this clip of two T's, um, do we think do we think that Heather really thinks it's the smoking gun for her, or do you think this is just another ability for her to deflect? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I think at some point, and I guess we'll see it at the reunion. Like we just have to like. I guess Heather's just gonna have to own that she just said it and just move on. It's not the worst thing that's been said. And, you know, on Housewives, just own it. And it is what it is. I think people will be able, I've been called way worse than a loser in my 11 years. Oh. <laughs> way worse. Me too. I think, I think we can get past it. So just own it, girl. You may have to just take this one and, and, and move on. Take the, take the W, the L and move on. Take the L and move on. Okay. Then we get to the costumes. We've got Gina, the marvelous Miss Gina. She's a ringleader. Okay. Travis, Gina's main man, the lion. Emily, the queen of pop, popcorn. Shane, extra butter. He's wearing a butter t-shirt. Mm -hmm. Taylor, cotton candy. Apparently overserved cotton candy. Listen, Taylor, are we even going to talk about this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, could not, not like Taylor 
like like why did people keep serving her drinks like she i i thought she was gonna look for a suitcase after a minute no it was crazy it was, <laughs> you, it was crazy i was like you don't even get the reference for fuck's sake cynthia oh wait a minute a, a suitcase a suitcase yes during beverly hills she zipped herself into a suitcase one night when she was so drunk I haven't seen every single episode of All the Housewives, but that one I should have seen. She zipped herself into an actual suitcase. Do your research. Anyways, continuing on. Okay. Tamra, the evil clown. Eddie, Mr. Evil Clown. Jen, the cowardly lion. Ryan, oh. the sexy lion tamer. Mm-hmm. Shannon, Madame Vador, fortune teller. John, John Jansen in a suit. Heather, Cirque du Dubrow. Errol act in a bodysuit and Terry security. Terry actually kind of la- made me laugh with the event mm-hmm. staff. Um, Taylor and Jen tell Gina about Heather coming to their room in Mexico and never coming back, saying she was coming back after getting her soup. Jen says that Heather used them in Mexico because she had nobody else. Taylor says, I've got a news flash for you, Heather Jabril. My <laughs> friends are fucking wealthy. My friends live in Beverly Hills. Um, was Heather being deliberately rude by not going back? Or do you empathize with her being so tired you pass out in bed? Okay. Um, also, have you ever actually fallen asleep on camera? Yes, absolutely. And here's the thing. First of all, you know they, they were shooting all day, right? Heather was getting her, like, just getting, like, her butt worn out the whole day long. They were on her, okay? So... Who, like, it's late, you've been out with a bunch of women who can't stand you, you have yourself a nice hot bowl of chicken noodle soup. Now, you know damn well, if you have, it's late at night, what is chicken noodle soup going to do to you? It's going to make you want to lay your ass down and go to sleep. It's a nice hot bowl of soup. Of course, I would have probably done the same thing. Like, I would have tried to stumble to the ladies and be like, hey, you know what, I'm just going to call it, you guys. I'm tired of whatever, but I could totally see how she ate her soup and went to sleep. I can totally see that too. However, Uh knowing that Heather is probably a type A lady like myself, (laughs) there ain't no way in hell unless I am blackout freaking drunk out of my gourd, which I don't believe she is, that I didn't pick up my phone put it into the charging station, (laughs) untuck my bed and lay my body in a flat position. I don't just fall asleep like this with an entire camera crew in my room unless I am hammered. (laughs) So not being able to send a text message, got really tired going to bed. Seems a little suspicious. (laughs) okay you're right about that teddy because i have to say either heather's not a big drinker or she handles her alcohol very very well because i've never seen her just out of like i've never seen her drunk i've never seen her be a tailor that's for sure she seems to be very much in control of herself at all times so i do feel like going back to what you said that she would have actually even after a soup (laughs) Like got herself together. <laughs> her PJs. Like they had her laying in her clothes. Like I don't feel like she would ever. And what world would Heather DeBrow just fall asleep like that on a bed like that? Like that's crazy. So, 
All right, you'll I'll I'll give you that one. Maybe, yeah, it is a little suspicious. They don't call me Teddy Walters for nothing. <laughs> <clears throat> then I, you know, Taylor is so unintentionally hilarious this entire episode. But maybe she should have just sat there and eaten her ice cream. Could you eat the whole top of an ice cream like that? Like she just went. Oh. You know, she has a very. She's able to open her mouth very, very wide. That's what I've learned about her because I've seen numerous clips of her like putting large objects into her mouth and it's why like I she should start an OnlyFans for mouth play she she's totally missing her market she could completely become rich just eating things really big things and showing that she can actually eat them like in one bite like she would have messed up she would have totally fucked up that salad that that <laughs> Anna was eating she would have never there wouldn't have been one piece like of arugula poking out she would have just oh I put the whole thing in there. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Then we get to Heather tells Emily that Tamara undermines Emily's career, constantly saying she's a party planner, not a lawyer. Emily confronts Tamara about this. Tamara says it's not true and storms out to Heather. Heather says to Tamara, let's play your podcast where you say we're all losers. Tamara says I was mocking you. Heather says you were laboring under the misconception that I give a shit. Tamara says, I don't give a shit about you either. Goodbye, bitch. In this case, is this a case of two alphas playing a game of tug of war to be top dog on this show? I just love that Heather says you're laboring under the misconception. I give a shit. Like her reads are so rich. <laughs> Only a rich white lady can read you like that. You are laboring under the misconception that I actually give a shit. What? Like, just say fuck off. And then Tamara's showing her roots, which is something I'd say, being from Indiana. Fuck you, bitch. <laughs> labor on that, bitch, okay? Okay, like... Siri, what does labor mean? <laughs> Siri, what is misconception? Like, I will give her one thing. Even when she's angry, she's so classy and she's like, you know, her vernacular, like she just will give you one good old nasty, very, like you, you walk away, you literally walk away and have to Google. So be like, no, what did that bitch call me? Like, what was it? <laughs> <laughs> well, I could say this. Heather came to this party in a skin tight bodysuit, went head to head with almost every housewife yes. and went home and slept on a pile of money. Yes. So- that's reading yeah. housewife there. There you go. And let's not leave out. She looked damn good in that cat suit. I was looking at her body. She literally walked in there like a freaking supermodel with a hula hoop. I was like, what is going on? Well, she looked good. She looked well, good. You're, you're going to die. So every year, Edwin and I get invited to this Halloween party where it's fire and ice. And every year I plan this really great costume for myself. And then I never plan for Edwin. So last minute, like two years ago, I like went online to find an ice costume and that bodysuit for men arrived the, the same one stop <laughs> i don't believe you you're lying <laughs> Edwin in it. he didn't wear it clearly but he zipped it's like 22 dollars from amazon he zipped it up he switched to wear it for a coat over it and it was like ice and he's like Jenny, you gotta be ever kidding me. <laughs> like, I'm not wearing this. Oh my God. I love that. So I know where you got that costume. Um, then we get to 
my favorite parts, the cards at the end, updates on the women since filming ended. Jen won a Baccarat bet and was able to pay her divorce attorney retainer. She is now deciding when to move in with Ryan. Shannon is alone now that her twins are off to college. Shortly after filming ended, Shannon and John broke up. Or did they? Shannon denies all the rumors. Gina and Travis are officially licensed real estate agents. They also expanded their family bay one, a dog named Meatball. Emily's daughter, Annabelle's modeling career has taken off. She hopes Annabelle is a child star so Emily can retire. Heather and Terry are looking for the next OC dream house with the help of their new agent, the newly licensed son, Nikki, who is being mentored by Josh Altman. Tamara's gotten closer with Jen, Emily, and Shannon. While her ducks are in a row with her friends, she thinks Heather can go F1. You know how Tamara always says, fuck a duck. Go fuck a duck. Go fuck a duck. Um, So I feel like they got a a lot of work to do at the reunion. A lot. Yeah. I I think um, they kind of left us hanging. (laughs) A lot of ways. Like there's just so much unresolved stuff. Um. Yeah, I feel like I needed a couple more episodes, personally, just for them to iron some more shit out. But Me too, but I guess that's, this is the way the cookie crumbles. I think that they'll, I think they'll get through a lot at the reunion because of it. And I'm wondering, I think the reunion starts next week, so we don't even have a big gap for it. So what, um, are, your, what are your seating predictions based on the show? Who do you think is going to be sitting beside Andy? So on one side, it is... Andy, Tamara's first seat, uh, Shannon, and then Emily. Okay. And then on the other side, the other alpha, Heather. Mm-hmm. Then Gina. Mm-hmm. And then, then Jen. Jen. And then Taylor comes and pops a squat, I think, on <laughs> I think on Tamara's side. So I know they're, you know, and all their outfits, it's like, I think it's summer, summer party theme. So it's all like bright colors and they all look really beautiful. And uh, yeah, I wish they would have done the circus freak thing. Oh my gosh. I know. <laughs> it was so good. But the part that I was confused about just in closing in regards to the costumes, Gina went with Jen shopping for her costume. So she knew Jen was going to be a lion. Why did she also have her? boyfriend be the lion <laughs> no i did i was like why do we have two lines that's true yeah like that was that was a, but maybe that was just an easy one to purchase like when and i, I made felt it. bad that they labeled jen's cowardly lion i know but she's i, feel, I hope she's gonna grow a pair i feel mm-hmm. like i feel yeah. like during this off time she's gonna grow a pair well there's nothing like first season first season you just kind of get your your butt ripped kind of well yeah <laughs> first season everyone likes you because you're just what did Erica call me? A fawn in the woods. Yeah, that was me. Yeah. I was like a deer in the headlights. I didn't know what was happening ever. Yeah. But second season, baby, I came back and I was ready. <laughs> yeah, second season, I think the line was, quit pretending you're a fawn in the woods. Exactly. <laughs> so we'll see. I, I would actually be interested to see Jen come back another season. I feel like she has a lot. I think to- she needs to. I think she well, needs I think to. she has a lot to say since she didn't say much this season, so... <laughs> We have a lot to get through, a lot to break down. Um, and then I guess we've got a lot to see when it comes to Shannon. Like I'm seeing reports now that she is 
checking into rehab. And I hope that she's safe and feeling good and feeling supported and, you know, figuring things out for herself. Because ultimately, even though we do talk a lot of shit on this show, we want people to feel safe and happy. Absolutely. And I love all these ladies. They, they have definitely entertained me. This is my first time. Thanks to you guys. I committed to Orange County and I'm invested. I feel like I know these ladies. I feel like when I see them, I'm going to be like, oh my God. Um, Gina has won me over. Like, I know. I love me some Gina. At the beginning, I was like, she was rough going at the beginning, but she's pulled it around. Yeah. That's like why the Tamara, my saying is completely accurate. You're only as good as last week's episode. Stand by it. True words have never been spoken. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I love you, Cynthia. I will yeah. see you next week. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. It was trying to brand us. We were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways you probably haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Questlove, and Kate Blanchett. In recent weeks, I had talked to actor Dan Levy, director Ava DuVernay, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.